Welcome to the Open Pantry Podcast for yet another episode. Great to have you on board for the ride. I'm your host as always, Sean DeVries. So thanks for tuning in. Uh, fantastic to have on the podcast, Robert Phelps, the president of Silver Chef in Canada. Hey, Robert, how are you? I'm great, Sean. Delighted to be with you. Excellent. So, Robert, people are going to hear that we've both got Australian accents, but you're, you're over in Canada, obviously, with Silver Chef, who I'm sure most people would have heard of in the industry before. Like, how did you actually start out in hospitality and, and get over there all the way in, in Canada? My career, Sean, actually started in, in financial services in Australia, okay. where I worked with uh, two major banks and worked in the industry for over 27 years. Mm-hmm. And an opportunity came up to join Silver Chef, and the attractive part of it was just the creativity, the innovation, and, and the dynamic nature of the hospitality sector. Mm-hmm. And being able to join Silver Chef, being a purpose-driven organisation that supports the hospitality industry on a global basis. Um, Silver Chef has been established for over 32 years. Um, our purpose is to help people achieve their dreams. And what we call out is we say, don't dream, do. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've helped over 30,000 hospitality operators globally and over 3,000 in Canada. And so I joined Silver Chef in, a, in Australia and was there for just uh, working in the Australian market with Australia and New Zealand for just over a year. And an opportunity um, was presented to look at moving up to Canada and being the newest market uh, within the group, the opportunity to come into Canada and look at the size of the market and the growth potential. And again, very uh, very similar to the aspects of the Australian where that innovation, that creativity, that whole focus around the dining experience and, uh, and what it provides around connecting people within within uh, cities and within uh, communities. So, how do you, uh, if if you're going to explain what Silver Chef, Silver Chef does for the industry, like how would you simply kind of kind of explain it to those people who don't know? Sure, I think what I'd call out first is what we focus on is the growth and the sustainability of the industry as a whole, and it starts with how operators get access to the equipment they need to be able to bring their business dream to life Mm -hmm. or starting a new venture, expanding their current operations, updating existing equipment um, based on technology or equipment that just needs updating or modifying how they're currently operating their uh, their business as well given the various changes and demands um, from consumer choice and equipment that's available in the industry, which I can talk a little bit more on later as well. Yep. So our, our unique offering is around we ultimately share the business and equipment risk with the customer for the first 12 months mm-hmm. uh, via a rental product. And, uh, so we ultimately provide a rental arrangement on the commercial equipment that they need within their operation. And, and then we provide an opportunity for them to be able to extend that into an equipment finance lease for two or three years after that so they have a, a pathway to ownership of their assets and uh, as they continue to operate and grow their business. Mm-hmm. So as you've seen sort of people start out with Silver Chef and uh, work with you on one venue, like how do you think a, a finance uh, situation like Silver Chef has got helps those businesses actually scale up and do two or three or four sites? The opportunity to scale is is because of the the flexibility of our product. So Mm -hmm. um, one of the the options under the product is their ability to upgrade. Mm -hmm. Um, So if they're in their existing operation, if they find that demand is 
uh, is increasing and the current equipment they've got is um, not the right size to be able to meet that demand. So they can, they can grow within their existing business by the upgrade options that are available. Mm-hmm. And then as that operation continues to perform, if they're then looking to expand outside of that, uh, we can see the success of the current operation and provide then the equipment via the capital that we provide to be able to expand into a second and then be able to expand into a third as well. And, and that opportunity to convert into a finance lease, which then supports the, the finance structure that they had for the first operation mm-hmm. as they move towards a pathway of ownership for their assets and then have access to the equipment or the capital for that equipment to move into the second and the third operation uh, as they expand their business venture. Do you find that's obviously you coming from banking beforehand as well? Do you find that's useful? Silver Chef has been useful because it allows those businesses to scale quicker than what they would have under traditional traditional terms. Because we we know in the industry that as soon as an idea sort of pops and it does really well, consumers want it, and then all of a sudden they're saying like, "Where's your second site? Where's your third site?" So do you find it's just Silver Chef is beneficial for that way as well? Oh, absolutely, because we, we are hospitality-obsessed. We're dedicated to the, the hospitality industry. We've been in supporting the hospitality sector for over 32 years, so we understand the, the growth potentials and, and how consumer demand, how it builds quickly uh, around a particular concept or a particular brand, and the entrepreneurial nature of the hospitality sector, which is just one of the great aspects of the hospitality industry, which I've had the benefit of being able to see in Australia and in New Zealand and in, and in Canada now over mm-hmm. the last two years as well, how that quickly can scale and you're gonna need, you need a partner like a financier, a silver chef that actually um, understands the industry and can support operators to scale um, based on their, um, uh, the goals that they set and the demand that's being built around a particular product and a brand. Mm-hmm. Now we've we've heard about the circular economy in uh, before. How do you how do you see that's affecting uh, Canada's hospitality hospitality sector at the moment? Uh, look, I think it, the circular economy as itself um, is, is all um, building off the back of, of sustainability, and mm. not only from a consumer perspective, because yes, it's being driven um, by the consumer, but operators are very conscious. Of, um, of sustainability and the circular economy as well. And, and I look at it from the perspective of what operators are doing around ways to reduce um, the reduction of plastic uh, or single-use waste items, mm-hmm. uh, straws, for example, venues that are strawless today, yep. the types of packaging, and in particular with packaging because it's been driven twofold. It's, uh, it's coming from both the sustainability aspect for the environment uh, as well as the the different means of operating today from consumers demanding greater convenience and the and the um, implementation of more delivery services. Yep. So the p- concept of packaging is changing significantly both from an environmental-friendly perspective as well as the need to be able to provide great quality cuisine in uh, through the delivery service platforms that are um, uh, building and growing in the marketplace as well. So... Um, that component is, is one, and I think the, the, the reduction of food waste is another, mm. another one that operators are really looking at. Uh, if I look at it from, from Canada, we've partnered with a group called Second Harvest, uh, mm-hmm. which is a platform where operators can look at the, the um, product waste that they have or food supplies, consumables that they have, and actually load them 
and then recipients can actually go on, which can be schools, it can be community organisations, and, and actually purchase um, uh, that food waste or those food items uh, to mm -hmm. be able to utilise because uh, they still have a life in them that is of quality that they can utilise for um, servicing other parts of the community, which I think is just fantastic around the sustainability and that broader circular economy. And, and also, in addition to that, consumers around um, the environment with reduction in meat consumption, uh, as we certainly see the rise of um, the flexitarian. Um, yes, most preferred. definitely. And, mm -hmm. uh, and being flexible with their meat consum consumption throughout the week with consumers focused on the environmental aspect, but also the health dietary focus that uh, is a trend that's continuing to grow through con the uh, consumer market. Rob, you mentioned on a, on, on a lot of great points there about the circular economy. Now, do you think uh, those, all those are, are long-term things now, like we've seen them trend out for at least the last 12 to sort of 18 months. Is there any one of those that you're particularly kind of excited about and think is going to be a real sort of change in the industry? Look, I think the food waste is, is, mm. is really the big one. There, there is still so much food waste that exists in the industry. And so finding new innovative ways to be able to utilise that to uh, in, enhance and make an impact in other parts of the community um, that can benefit from um, the food waste that still comes through the industry. And as I mentioned, the likes of, of Second Harvest and, and how that can utilise that food waste to just provide a, a better way of life for other parts of the community, which I think is just fantastic to see how operators are focusing on that and how that can continue to build out on a, you know, as it is today, but over time to make a fundamental reduction in food waste across the industry. Yeah. So it's a really good thing. So it's um it's great to see that part of the industry really changing and evolving and, and meeting the needs of people who need it the most. So it's a it's a great option. Um now tech innovations, we talked about it just before, and, and obviously Silver Chef is is close to the changes that are happening in this industry at the moment. What are you what are you seeing as being the major change in innovation in regards to the hospitality industry right now? I think the, the technology side is is driven in a, from a couple of different angles and one of them ultimately being ordering and payment systems and mm. app-based app delivery services, uh, which is obviously then feeding into the whole delivery services um, alignment through to the, the hospitality sector. So if I look, firstly, I'd be looking at you know, consumer choice and, and demands around convenience which is driving the technology component for delivery services, which is then changing the industry as we look at things like commissary and ghost kitchens that are being yep. created and supporting the rise of delivery services. So for, for operators, they have the benefit of being able to change their business model and in, in some cases scale back to a smaller footprint and therefore mm -hmm. taking um, cost out of their business model uh, for their physical location, or being able to expand their brands as well, with some groups operating 15 cuisine-style brands out of a single ghost kitchen and, mm. uh, and having delivery services that, um, that have the ability to be able to provide that on a convenient basis through to the consumer uh, and delivery through to either the office uh, or through to home. But in, in saying that as well, that, that also is then creating the 
the uh, impacts that flow through to the likes of sustainability in the, in the circular economy uh, when you look at the aspects like packaging and package that, packaging that needs to be able to provide um, the sustainability of the product over what could be a 5, 10-minute or 15, 20-minute delivery time from order through to the, um, the office or to the home. Yeah. How do you think, have you seen the rise of those um, dark kitchen, commissionary kitchens um, with regards to Silver Chef? Uh, do you think that's something that can actually build out in the industry? Do you think that's where the industry is just going to go now that people are so, uh, customers are so used to the delivery aspect? Uh, look, I, I'm, I'm certain it's not going to completely change the industry, the one, yeah. the, the great part about the hospitality sector, um, it it provides an experience for people. It provides a, an area with it that enables people to connect, uh, people to be able to go and either spend some time by themselves that uh, is enjoy, enjoying a meal, enjoying a nice cup of coffee or tea, um, or being able to connect with friends or connect with family in an environment that um, uh, is it's creative. It's a, It's almost like a. It's a theatre with the the design of the cuisine and the menu and, and an environment that enables people to come in and, and enjoy the surrounds and connect with others, whether it's from a uh, a quick service restaurant through to a family dining restaurant or a fine dining um, restaurant as well. The, the different experiences that people look for will will stand over time for a, a long period of time. That's the foundations of the industry. And mm. it, it will continue to be sustainable. But it, what, what we're seeing is an influence factor where people will still want to have that experience to dine out. They still also, what they're, what they're demanding now is also increased convenience with delivery to the home or to the office. Mm. It seems to me, I, uh, I'm sure uh, we're, we're probably around the same age, uh, Robert. Probably you're a bit older, but. Um, um, because you're a president. <laughs> oh, I was going to take um, it as a compliment. You're going to say I was younger or something like that, sure. <laughs> we can do that too, Robert. That's fine. I was going to say, like, um, how the industry's changed um, from when I uh, sort of when I was a kid and takeaway was sort of a once a week thing. Yeah. And now, and now it's just it's just changed, right? It used to be a Friday night thing, and now it's a Tuesday night thing or a you know Thursday morning thing. Like it's it's so different. And I just wonder if uh, the the actual hospitality industry itself will become so much bigger and it's changeable because people are just going to shop restaurants, bars, cafes a lot more um, because they're just in that in that mindset now. And and you'll have this this place where you have flagship flagship sites where people will sit down, get that experience, actually get hospitality. Um, in a in a in a great venue with hopefully Silver Chef finance stock absolutely um, and equipment and then and then those particular brands if they can leverage their actual branding then they can have a convenience aspect and sub brands with inside those dark kitchens do you think that's are you sort of getting the feel that's where it's kind of going uh, look I, I agree with you completely Sean on, on mm. that side and there's there's elements of that dining experience that's also being influenced via technology as well with um mm. with apps being created there's there's one in canada referred to as as diner which enables mm -hmm. for those really established venues that are the the current trend that's got consumer demand and and people looking for that dining experience through those venues that's an app that gives you that last minute availability where sometimes they're completely booked out if you're on the normal booking systems 
Uh, but if a table becomes available, if you're recorded on this app, it'll actually highlight that a table has become available and you can still go to that venue that day or that night. Um, so mm-hmm. that, that convenience aspect um, via online applications is creating even more choice and, and access and availability, and availability for consumers. So for one, the traditional dining experience, which will just um, will always continue to be available and will continue to evolve because uh, it's so innovative and creative, but will also then operators will be able to support that by having that, um, that delivery um, mm-hmm. option as well, which just provides even you know additional element of, of choice via convenience mm-hmm. for um, consumers. Mm-hmm. So, so let me let me bring a scenario to you. So, I've got I've got a great uh, I've got a I think I've got a great concept for a for a venue. Um, I've been in the industry for a, for a while. Um, I'm for whatever reason um, struggling to get all the finance I need um, through through my traditional methods because finance is extremely hard to get um, in some cases at the moment through traditional methods. Right. Um, and I want to do that with Silver Chef. Is there is there anything that you guys can't actually finance or, or break down from sort of equipment to to uh, to tables and chairs and, and that kind of thing, Robert? Yeah, look, our, our primary financing is the commercial equipment yep. and uh, on that basis. And most of our, our transactions that we look to support is the commercial equipment, which is where a lot of the value to setting up a venue um, uh, is as well. That's where a lot of the capital is required for operators, and that's the yep. area that we like to support. And it's, it's, it's the area where operators um, through our product get the flexibility on the basis if they need to upgrade or they need to switch out at the end of the contract. Uh, so mm-hmm. it is primarily the commercial equipment. We will look to support that with um, a small component of uh, tablewares or furniture component, uh, but the primary, element, the primary amount of uh, funding that we would provide would be for the commercial equipment uh, to deliver the actual product. Okay. And... How have you seen? Have you seen? Obviously, you said you've you've worked in Australia, uh, New Zealand, and Canada. How is there any differences in those markets for the hospitality sector that sort of stand out to you, or do they feel very similar? Oh, look, there's there are a lot of similarities, um, but I, if I looked at the differences, um, one of the, the the key differences that I would look at from a Canadian perspective is the multicultural nature of, of Canada and, and appreciate mm-hmm. that is in, in Australia as well. Um, the, the immigration um, focus in the Canadian market <coughs> um, actually provides a, uh, a real diverse hospitality sector um, from mm-hmm. a, a consumer choice perspective and, mm-hmm. and also for the entrepreneurs as well. I mean, globally, Canada ranks third of the uh, uh, ranks third for the best countries for entrepreneurship and a couple of cities mm-hmm. if you look at Toronto ranks 11th on a global basis for being the best city for starting a business well, with, um, with Vancouver and Montreal and Victoria also featured in the, the top 100. So mm-hmm. entrepreneurship is also thriving um, in Canada with 13% of Canadians identified as entrepreneurs. Um, that was only yep. just came out in the last month and uh, in Vancouver well, and Toronto and uh, and also being called out as one of the top cities for uh, for, entre- for women entrepreneurship as well, which I think is a well, great, a great part thing. of the, mm. the, the of Canada as a as a country. So, multicultural um, designing um, design cuisine experience uh, is a key component, as well as mm-hmm. 
the entrepreneurship as well as a, a big area that's supported in the Canadian market. So a couple of differences there. Then if I looked at it from a consumer experience or an operator and, and offerings, um, Australia and New Zealand have a, a fantastically established um, coffee sector from mm -hmm. espresso coffee and the choices that are available for consumers. Uh, a large part of the Canadian market, actually 69%, we just produced a coffee report uh, a couple of months ago, uh, still favour drip coffee over mm. what is um, a, a mature market in, in Australia with espresso coffee being a large part of the consumer choice for coffee drinking in the Australian market. So a couple of differences on, on that front. I would say diversity around cuisine as well as um, one, if you break it down into one part of the industry, coffee, there's a fundamental difference in the coffee sector. Yeah, right. It's, it's interesting. I've, I've, I've been lucky enough to live in Vancouver as well for a short period of time. It's so interesting to see... A, a lot of similarities between Canadians and, Amer and Australians, um, but also just so many little tweaks and differences, and I'm sure that definitely broadens out in the hospitality industry itself, so it's a really cool thing. Um, how? Explain to me sort of the process um, just with trying to get uh, trying to get finance with Silver Chef. Is it, is it uh, what's, what's the first point of call they should go down, Robert, if they want to get some finance with Silver Chef? Yeah, thanks, Sean. Um, look, the, a lot of the um, opportunities or a key part of our focus is around speed and ease for customers to be able to provide an element where they've got an approval, they've got control of the capital they need, so they've got peace of mind that they're going to be successful um, mm -hmm. with, with their venue. And we partner with the dealer network in uh, each of the countries, a value dealer network. So I look at it from an operator perspective. If they're looking for the equipment details and specs that they need, um, they would be um, calling in on the dealership market in each, each of the countries. And mm -hmm. through the dealer network where our relationship managers are as well as our online approval platform, they can apply for their finance and mm -hmm. we can deliver that um, on the spot whilst they're in the dealer network. So, so for the customer, uh, we look to ensure that the Equipment details um, on based on the venue that they're creating are supported on the left hand of the customer with the dealer, and uh, we're on the right hand supporting the customer with the right financing arrangements so that they get the, the right equipment, the right financing structure to ensure that they, they can uh, be successful with their startup from day one. All right, Robert, just before we go, like, what else is Silver Chef doing at the moment for the industry? Is there anything else you want to talk about? Yeah, thanks, John. Look, there would be one other thing I'd, I'd love to call out, and we've just launched the Silver Chef Hospitality Awards in Canada, which is about encouraging all hosp hospitality operators to be able to showcase their business and apply for these awards. The information on the awards is, um, uh, is really easy to apply. This is our first year of launching the awards. It's called the Silver Chef Hospitality Awards. We'll recognise entrepreneurs across Canada uh, who advance? Who are advancing in the hospitality sector? The awards mm -hmm. themselves will acknowledge the hard work of the hospitality entrepreneurs who are setting up new standards in the areas of innovation, sustainability, and social responsibility and impact. Silver Chef will um, award each winner five thousand dollars worth of commercial equipment to help grow wow. their business. Um, <laughs> the entries, the entries are easy. Um, it's um, uh, and they're free of charge to enter or nominate someone for an award, um, please visit our website, which is um, silverchef.ca. Um, the entries close on the January the 15th of 2020, and we'll be announcing the winners on February the 5th, uh, sorry, the finalists on February the 5th, one month before 
um, the Restaurants Canada show, which is one of our strategic partners, the Restaurants Canada Association, and mm-hmm. then we'll be announcing uh, the winners at the awards ceremony at the Rest- Restaurants Canada annual show on March the 3rd in Toronto. So really excited about the awards, but I'm really excited about the ability to be able to showcase uh, some of the wonderful things that Canadian operators are doing around innovation, sustainability and social responsibility and impact. Yeah, sounds incredible. Thanks, Sean. Robert, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Uh, the last last question I'll ask you is, how do people find out more about SilverChef if they want to reach out and get involved? Um, certainly via the, uh, the website. So uh, look up www.silverchef for uh, Australia, Canada and New Zealand and um, mm-hmm. can call through to any of our customer service team or can uh, and come through to us online and we would uh, love to be able to talk to anyone who's uh, in, the, in the industry already that's looking to uh, change out their equipment, expand their business model or grow or, or anyone that's got one of those dreams. Uh, don't dream, do and jump into the industry. Fantastic. Robert Phelps, President of Silver Chef in Canberra, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Sean. Wonderful.